guys it's october halloween's coming up you know what time it is it's spooky season and with that i'm looking for recommendations of scary games to play in october what's a game that is truly scary to you what's a game you would want me to play whether it's old whether it's new preferably if it's a game that's been flown under the radar maybe i haven't heard of it because i'm a big fan of horror i love horror movies horror games the scarier the better and i'd appreciate some spooky recommendations in the comments below so sound off let me know what the scariest game you've played is and what game would you recommend for me What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 174 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about all things gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy on my left, your right. Chevy, hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully you're ready to talk about a bunch of stuff we got to talk about today. And uh, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I might have, I apologize in advance. I kind of cleared my throat a lot. The air's been kind of crappy, and it's been messing with me today. It's been very smoky in Washington. I thought we were getting out of that, but then... In October, for some reason, it is a, it's being a very smoky month. So, uh, yeah, it kind of sucks because I kind of feel it in my lungs lately. So, yeah, yeah we'll try, try not to do too much of the <laughs> in the, yeah, in, in the my best. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about all the things. I feel like we're starting to fall behind a bit because we've been doing other things on other channels. Uh, namely, I did a review for the Dahmer uh, Netflix series. Uh, so if you watch that at all, I know it's not anime, but I want to do like everything over there. So check that out over on Tasty Flicks. Also, we watched the first episode of Chainsaw Man and reviewed that episode, gave our impressions of it. So if you're interested in any of that, go check that out on Tasty Flicks. And yeah, but we're here and we're going to talk about stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm doing good. I'm ready to do this. So uh, first Tasty cast of the month, which means we got to jump into game releases. We're going to talk about what's coming out in this month and uh, talk about what we're hyped for and what we're not hyped for. So I'm just going to hop in right now. I'm sure you guys already know this, but Overwatch 2 came out October 4th on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. On October 5th, we got Deathverse Let It Die on PC. Then on October 5th as well, we got Near Automata uh, on Switch. Then on October 7th, we got No Man's Sky on Switch. October 7th as well, Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3, Slime Speedway, apparently there's three of those, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. October 11th, we got No More Heroes 3, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. October 11th, we got Coral Island on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. October 12th, Lego Brick Tales uh, came out, and that is on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Triangle Strategy came out on the 13th on PC, and then on the 14th, we got Dragon Ball The Breakers, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Also on the 14th, we got NHL 23. Damn, 23 of them. Um, well, I guess not 23. It's the 2023. Uh, for a second, I was like, that's a lot. Uh, anyway, uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and then Scorn comes out uh, on the 14th today um, on Xbox One, Xbox Series, and P3. 
PC. Uh, on the 18th, we got A Plague Tale Requiem. That's already coming out on PS5, Xbox, Series, Switch, and PC. Very surprised to see Switch on there. Uh, also on the 18th, we got Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed coming out on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Then on the 19th, we got Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection coming out on PC. Congratulations, all PC-only players that you get to play that. Uh, October 20th, we got Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. There's a lot of things coming out this month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coming out for Switch. Heading into holidays, so. Yeah, it's kind of wild. I, I guess I was not paying attention. All right, continuing. Uh, on the 20th as well, we got Second Extinction coming out on uh, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Interestingly enough, that game's been out for a while, but I guess the full release is happening, so that is... Uh, Cool to see. On the 21st, we got Persona 5 Royale or Royal on PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. And then on the 21st as well, we got Gotham Knights coming out on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. And then also on the 21st, we have New Tales from the Borderlands. That's also coming. Holy shit. Okay, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Star Ocean, The Divine Force comes out on the 27th. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, X, or not Xbox, PC, but PC. And then uh, Gunfire Reborn also comes out on the 27th on Xbox and PC, which has been out for a while as well. So that must be a final release. Uh, Lastly, on the 27th, we have Warhammer 40K Inquisitor. Ultimate Edition on PS5, Xbox Series. Uh, on the 28th, we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 coming out on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Then on the 28th, we got Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC as well. Then on the 28th, we got Bayonetta 3 Switch. And then we got uh, Resident Evil Reverse finally coming out on the 28th. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And last but not least, uh, Resident Evil Village is coming out on the 28th on Switch, which I completely forgot they were doing that. Holy shit, that's a loaded month, and I'm feeling a little intimidated, but Chevy, what games are calling out to you? Um, and are you excited for Overwatch 2? Are you playing it, free-to-play game? Uh, no, I'm not playing that. Um, <clears throat> so, with the amount of titles on here, to be quite honest with you, the only one I have any interest in picking up is Star Ocean. Um, and I still have to see if that gets half decent reviews. I don't need to be stellar, but yeah, I'm actually very curious to see the reception of that game. Yeah. Um, otherwise I have a lot of congratulations for people. Same, uh, near no man's sky and, uh, where to go, uh, persona five, uh, Bayonetta three uncharted, uh, and resident evil village all coming to switch is pretty crazy True. and uncharted coming to PC. So, and um, second extinction. Lots of lots of cool stuff for you guys. I, I have no reference to that game, but yeah. It's fun. It's a fun uh, game. Other than that, uh oh and Triangle Strategy, because I was Switch only for a little bit. I bought it on Switch, so um, Oh yeah. Have not touched it yet. <laughs> Cause I uh can't seem to find any free time to play games. But uh yeah, I'll probably only start Ocean. The rest of them are like either I'm interested in like checking them out, like, you know maybe watching someone play them or I'm just happy that people are getting them. So, yeah. Um, well, fuck. Okay. So, uh, there's a lot on here for me. Overwatch two. I haven't played. I don't think I'm gonna play it. Uh, I'm curious about it, but, uh, just a lot of stuff that happened at launch, a lot of the things they're doing with the phone number stuff, even if it doesn't really affect me a whole lot, it has been affecting a lot of people negatively. I don't like that. Um, just a lot of things with this game. I'm not very stoked about, but I am hearing people are having fun with it. So I'm trying to 
keep an open mind, but it's also just look kind of looks like Overwatch. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, let's see. I, I'm gonna kind of echo what you said. All these things coming to Switch, really cool to see. You know, No Man's Sky, near this is dope. And you know, if you're only on Switch and this is your first time to be able to play these games, uh, you're gonna have a blast. Um, I almost randomly picked up Coral Island the other day because it's like a Stardew Valley type game. I think I've seen it. Yeah, but then I was like, I don't play those enough to buy it, so I didn't. But I thought about it, so it's kind of funny that. I didn't realize it just came out. So uh, let's see. Scorn, I have pre-downloaded already on Game Pass. I'm not picking it up, but I am going to play it. I heard it's like an eight-hour game. So uh, I was like, I don't know if I want to buy that. But if I like it a lot, I will buy it because I, I like to support uh, people who make games that I, uh, I enjoy. But uh, I will be playing that for sure. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, I got to beat the first game. But I do really want to play this. I'm just not going to be playing it in October because I have not beat the first game. Um but yeah, I'm glad that's coming out. Uh, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, I'm curious about. I want to check it out. Uh, there's a game that is uh, similar to it called Midnight Ghost Hunt. I think that's what it's called. And uh, it's kind. It's a really great idea, but the community is not cool. So uh, I'm hoping maybe Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed can uh, do what they're trying to do, but do it in a better way. But uh, So I'm, I'm curious about that. Uncharted, I'm curious to see what it looks like on PC. Um, but yeah, I've played the fuck out of Uncharted. I was like, if there's anything like God of War, it'd be great. So Yeah, no, I heard nothing but good things about that. <laughs> and even um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, I guess early on had some issues, but now it's fine. So yeah. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. That's the new one, right? Yep. Yeah, that looks cool. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up because I didn't play the first one, but uh, it did look, did look cool. So um, I'll think about it. Let's see. Second Extinction. This is a good reason for me to, I guess, come back and try it again. I played it when it first came out in Early Access, and I really liked it. It was very buggy, but it was uh, definitely a cool game. So I'm curious to see what they've done with the, this uh, full release. Uh, Gotham Knights, I think I'm going to pick up. Um, I've watched enough things now at this point that I am interested enough in um, uh, wanting to play it. I'm not like super hyped on it, but it looks pretty fun. Um, I'm curious about New Tales of the Borderlands. Um I don't know if I'm ready to go buy that just because it's more land, something like that, but uh, I will want to see the reviews on it and see what people are saying about it. Um, let's see. Modern Warfare 2. This is a tough one because uh, I played the beta. I really liked it. I'm really excited to play it, but uh, it's doing all the stuff Overwatch 2 is doing, and I'm not too stoked about that direction. Both so of I, them kind are of, Activision. I kind of feel uh, torn on that because I want to play it, but. I don't have it's Call of Duty. I don't have to play it, so we'll we'll find out. I might fold. I don't know, but I am not happy with what they're doing with uh, their games, their online games. Uh, Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion. I'm definitely gonna be picking up. I loved Resident Evil Village. Uh, I beat that like four or five times, and uh, I would love another reason to play it again. So uh, that'd be perfect. Uh, I'm not a bayonet. Bayonetta guy, but um, I know a lot of people are, and so I'm stoked for everybody who's finally getting the third one. Um, I think I technically own Resident Evil Reverse because it came with something that I bought. You're asking the wrong guy. But it didn't like fully release until now, I guess, so I don't know. Let me know in the comments if you know anything about that, but I, it, I have it on Steam. I just... I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, Resident Evil Village coming to Switch. I mean, if that's your only way to play that and you get to play it for the first time, enjoy because it's really good. Um, I'm not picking up the 23rd NHL. I don't think I'm interested in that. And Lego Brick Tales, I heard, is okay. But, like, every time I play a Lego game, I just don't stick with it for very long. There's that one that was like, kind of like Portal Knights. Mm-hmm. 
And it was kind of a cool idea, but then I was like, there's so much in this game that you can do that you don't feel compelled to do, yeah. building-wise. And so it was a cool thing, but it wasn't like compelling enough. So Anyway, I'm going to try and navigate the waters of October carefully. Uh, there is a lot of things here that I'm interested in. Um, not a whole lot of must-plays for me, but uh, a lot of things I want to play. Oh, Star Ocean. I, I also want to see reviews on that and see if I want to pick that up because uh, that and that other game, the Valkyrie game. is technically out on console, but it's not out on PC until next month. I guess I can just use that as an excuse to wait then. So yeah. um, those two games looked better than I thought they would look, but not yeah. enough to be like crazy hyped for them. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll wait and see. But, uh, but yeah, overall, October is looking like a really packed month for me, and I will try to prioritize, prioritize um the games I need versus the games I am curious about. Luckily with Scorn, I don't got to buy it. So, yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. All right. Let us know in the comments what games in October have you already picked up, are already playing, and what games are you planning on playing in October. If you've played Overwatch 2, give me your honest opinion on it. Are you enjoying it? Are you not enjoying it? And uh, are you excited to play Scorn? And... Yeah, what else are you excited to play in October? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, let's jump into what we've been playing. I think we both have small lists, which is great because we got a lot of videos to watch. So how about we start with you on the games you've been playing in like the last week or so? Okay. Um, so I played uh, Hot Wheels. I don't know the whole name of it. but Unleashed. The, Unleashed. That's the uh, whole name. Can't talk about it. Uh, but. but in case you don't know what it is, it is... A racing game where he plays Hot Wheels in a big room. Yeah, with vehicle um, aesthetic customization, uh, map creation, and room customization. And the room one was confusing at first, but uh, I realized it's like an actual race course, so it made more sense afterwards. Mm -hmm. so, um, I won't get too into it, but a lot of customization in that game. So <sighs> I also played... I've already forgotten the PlayStation Plus games. Uh, Injustice 2. I played and Injustice Super 2 hot. a little bit. Um, I had a save, apparently. So I feel like I've played Injustice 2 before. Yeah, I'm real confused because I don't know if I did play that before. Or I know I played. It was like just taking my Injustice 1 stuff. It's, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I was a little lost on that one. But, anyways, I played that a little bit. Um, it's a fighting game with DC and, and other people. Very true. So, um, and lots of DLC characters I didn't have. I didn't realize, um, cause at the title screen, it makes it seem like it's going to be like an ultimate edition and you don't have all the characters. So I don't, mm. I don't get it. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Can't really talk about that either. So end of the month and then, uh, place final fantasy 14, not a whole lot. We didn't manage to raid this last weekend, but we did do some mount farming, um, with a couple of people who still wanted to hop on and play, uh, together for the day. And then did that for quite a long time. Got a, a lot of mounts for people. And I was playing a little bit before we hopped on here. Got my Reaper to 79. I got my uh, raid weapon for my White Mage. And that's about it there. And then I mostly... Uh, have played One Piece Warriors Four. Oh yeah, I played that with community member um, Psycho Scream. We beat it. Um, 
now well the story read the story i should say Dang. um so that was fun uh the is co-op he, in that game's a little weird is he up to date on the anime close enough and the okay. the last arc in the uh game is made up because it came out with the arc was airing so, mm. so yeah you, i remember you telling yeah, me about that so uh it can't spoil you anyways if you're even remotely caught up excuse me um it's been a lot of fun i i really i kind of played it on a whim because i didn't have a lot of time one night and i was like ah, i just want to play something quick and easy i started playing it and i realized how much like i like musu games and how much mm-hmm. they just kind of don't exist anymore <laughs> so uh well do they not i feel I, like they make so many they, of them. they do but like dinosaur specifically kind of died it seems like well because nine was not well received yeah they're trying to make it open world um so they have all these like side ones they make as licensed products um and while we're on the topic you guys totally make a bleach one but uh, there's so many they they can make so many of them yeah but uh and they do it's a lot of fun uh it, it uh definitely lets you feel like you are playing as the characters that did a good job with their archetypes um there's like you know power types tech technical types speed types etc um you can equip Passive abilities, um, active abilities. Uh, there's uh, like skill trees go down to unlock new abilities and stats and stuff like that. I mean, you eventually max them out, but gives you something to work towards while you're playing the game and grinding and stuff. Uh, it has the story mode, which unlocks a bunch of stuff, and then it has free play, and then it has something called. Uh, treasure map or treasure run or something like that mm-hmm. and those are like little mini stories and they're all uh co-opable everything in the game is like two or four player um co-op so it's kind of can neat. you play through the storing four player co-op uh no two two player, oh, okay two player. there are certain there are specific maps in the treasure one that allow you to do four player don't like that i mean it's cool you can do it but consistency would be yeah nice. well and to complain about something the multiplayer is not lobby based so you have to <laughs> when when you're the host you just say i'm hosting and then you have to try to join the person before someone else does oh god yeah so uh don't do that in the next one please <laughs> if there's yeah, the next I hate one that. that that was um fortunately the game's been out a while and it's kind of dead so um we only ran into one ish one time one map and it took three different attempts because somehow two people beat me to joining screams room so um that was kind of interesting but they're desperate dude they just want to play <laughs> well, was, everybody's like doing what you guys are doing the so they get kicked too. out of every single one um but yeah it was fun i uh i want to play some more i want to like level up some more characters and try some characters i haven't I really tried i mostly played zoro uh when it was available and uh who else did i play i played some tony tony chopper which i didn't think i uh was gonna like and i ended up liking him a lot it's a little moose guy uh reindeer yes yeah <laughs> it's it's just funny because people miscategorize him in the show all the time and he gets pissed and corrects them so ah so that was just kind of i forgot what the very fuck ironic was. though yeah. most people will be like it's the raccoon he's like i'm a, he's not i'm not, I'm not a raccoon I'm a reindeer um <laughs> Yeah, who else did I play? I played Jinbei a little bit. Don't really like him. Thought I would. Do I know that character? No. Okay. Doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> and then uh, Luffy's okay. 
Um, he feels like Luffy, don't be wrong, but uh, I kind of don't like the, his play style. So kind of that's a shame. Um, he's plenty powerful, and he he does you know what the rest of the power um, type of people do as well. But mm-hmm. it just feels a little goofy to me for some reason. Interesting. So, <clears throat> and there are a couple of missions where you're forced to play him though, so you kind of have to play him. And then uh, who else did I try? Sanji, um, which I don't like. He's an air type. He spends most of his attacks are in the air. So um, I kind of hate that. Yeah, sounds kind of weird. Oh, and and Kid. I played Kid. You don't know him either. Um, he was a lot of fun. Way more fun than I was expecting. So I probably will level him next. So hmm. If you don't know anything about One Piece, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and if you know, you know. So I don't want to say too much because... Obviously, there's some inkling of uh, spoilers if I do. So True. Uh, it's a fun game. If you're into One Piece, I'd recommend picking it up. If you don't care about One Piece, but you like just beat-em-ups, I'd pick it up. Uh, and if you want a very quick and dirty of the story, you don't care about all like the, the moments in between the, the main events, um, I mean, you could technically get, get through the, some of the key points. Um, but I would not recommend that as the first option. I think the manga would be the fastest way to get through the series. So, yeah, hmm. that's what I've been playing, though. Nothing else? That's it. I haven't had any time. I've All been, right. uh, for those who know, October is anime, or the fall is uh, anime lineup is ridiculous. And so I've just been kind of watching a shit ton of anime. So, yeah. And, to plug it again over on tasty flicks we are currently watching uh jujitsu kaisen uh we plan on doing a review of the season when we're done i think we're halfway through it now yeah um so we're making progress there and then we have a review of chainsaw man episode what out so one out so check that out um if you want to uh definitely check out that episode though if you're uh, even remotely curious about it but uh, that's all i'll say all right, so I'll jump into what I've been playing. My list is pretty short as well. Can't talk about it, but I played Hot Wheels Unleashed, and that's the only plus game I've played so far. I need to play it more, uh, and then I obviously plan on playing the other two games. Um, very curious to see what Super Hot is like with a controller, because I've only ever played in VR. Um, so that'll play be... like completely different depending on what controller setup you're using. I feel like it has to. Yeah, I think because the that way the does. game plays in VR, the controller's not going to do so. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to talk about that on Plus Club. Uh, haven't played Ready or Not, but that is our game of the month, uh, picked by you guys. So, uh, again, thank you everybody who voted for that. And some of you guys are on the runner up list, but, uh, but yeah, we will, we'll play that sometime, maybe this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I, I guess this is just a shout out. I got ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, working on my Steam Deck. Um, in case you don't know, the Steam Deck runs off of Linux, so certain games don't run on Steam Deck very well. Obviously, you can install Windows, but I don't want to do that. I want to use it the way it was intended to be used because the performance is better with Linux uh, because it was made for it. Um, but ESO has uh, a launcher that pops up via Steam and has to download um, more data via that launcher and uh, the way uh, the Steam Deck set up, it doesn't know how to interact with that launcher. So you have to put in some code I found on the internet, uh, which it allows it to think that there's a separate cache of memory 
that that launcher will be installing to, which is just using yours, but you have to trick it because it's Linux, I guess. And uh, there's this weird workaround. It wasn't hard to do, but you got to do it. And uh, a little taste of Linux. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fascinating, though, because I don't really have like I know what Linux is. Yeah. I've been using PC for a long time, but um, I've never really interacted with it a whole lot. So uh, I am interacting with it now and I'm just kind of intrigued by like, first off, something was not compatible with it. But people who use Linux worked around it fairly quickly. So and it's pretty simple for someone who has no idea about it. So yeah. it's like that's crazy. People even you know, figured this out so quickly, but also I know that people who use Linux like to do coding stuff. So I'm sure they took the challenge and, and ran with it and enjoyed doing it. So uh, I got ESO running on my Steam Deck. It runs really good, which is really cool. Uh, I was actually really excited to have a uh, portable MMO uh, like, you know, ESO to be able to play. The only thing is there is no default control scheme via the Steam Deck. Um, so there's some weird workarounds I'm doing there. Luckily on the steam deck, there is community tabs for controls for games in case steam doesn't have a standard. And so I downloaded somebody else's, but it's still really weird. I, I just want it to be exactly like when you play with an Xbox controller on PC. So I just need to reconfigure it to that. But mm-hmm. there's a couple parts where you have to use a, a mouse, uh, on the PC version to click on things. And it has to have that option with the steam deck and so there's this weird in between thing that's kind of annoying but anyway i got it running and i played a little bit and it's pretty cool to be able to play it on uh, such a small thing uh i've been playing a little bit more azonzo uh which is that world war one uh first person shooters that shooter i talked about on the last taste cast i won't go into the full details on it again but i have been playing it uh the last time i did play it i played it a shitload uh in that one play session i was playing with sarah and josh um and uh, I think that time around we we're playing against bots, which I'm glad a game like that has bot support because um, it's an indie FPS. So mm-hmm. there's a chance that the community will shrink faster than something like Call of Duty. And so that they thought about long term adding bot support. Essentially, you can go into a server and when people leave, it'll replace that player with a bot. So um, if you get into an empty server, you're playing against bots or if you make a private server, you're playing against bots and your friends. Um, so that's a lot of fun. It doesn't have the dynamic uh, gameplay of if you play against real people. I prefer that, obviously, but we're just kind of messing around experimenting with stuff. So, um, yeah, we fought against dudes who had uh, either really bad aim or perfect aim. And it'd be across the map, go bop, and just kill me. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'm fucking dead. Um, but, yeah, Azanza's really good. I would definitely recommend it to anybody looking for something like Battlefield. Uh, in, if you're into World War One shooters, um, it's definitely worth your time. Um, let's see. I bought and refunded almost instantly Marauders, uh, which is kind of a shame because it's a game I've been wanting to play really bad. In case you don't know what Marauders is, it is a steampunk sci-fi Escape from Tarkov meets Hunt Showdown style game where you uh, have a character, you have a loadout, you take your equipment, you accrue from raids, and you put it on your character and you go into these raids. You get in a ship, you fly through space in your ship, you get to run around inside your ship, you get to pilot it if you want, and you um, you know fly towards your mission go into the building and from there on you fight against NPCs and actual people to get, uh, you know, rewards and escape. So it's very similar to Tarkov and, um, uh, hunt. Um, before I bought this, I was going through the reviews to see how I was doing. And 
it had mixed reviews. And a lot of the reviews were talking about um, there's a shitload of hackers and there's all these bots and uh, you're able to um, um, breach people's ships before you get to the actual mission. When you're flying around in space, somebody can like fly up to you, get in your ship and attack you. And when the, one of the reviews was like, there's these bots that will literally just like teleport into your ship and just attack you. They don't even like have to like actually breach you. They just do it. I was like, man, that does not sound promising. Right. And then uh, my first match uh, ever of that game, uh, I was flying for like two minutes. Uh, and when you fly, you look through a periscope. You have to walk up to a periscope. When you look into it, it shows a third-person perspective of your ship flying in space. And I'm doing that. And as soon as I start flying around in space, it's like you've been breached. I look around, there's nothing near me. And I'm like, are you serious? That that like review I read is exactly what's happening to me. And as soon as I come out of my periscope, there's a, a guy behind me just stabbing me in the back. I shoot him like three times in the chest and he kills me. Um, and I was like, yeah. And it was only the one time, but I was like, if reviews are talking about this, my first match ever this happens, I'm going to come back to this. They need <laughs> to fix this. So um, I really want to play Marauders. And if any of you guys are playing Marauders and maybe I just got lucky on my first round and ran to exactly what people are complaining about um, and you're, thinking like hey no no you should come back play it it's really good uh let me know please because i was really excited to play that game but if the game is uh so insecure in its uh anti-cheat methods that this is so prevalent i don't want to play it right now so i could spend that money somewhere else so yeah i owned marauders for (laughs) 30 minutes so Hope to play it again because it looks pretty cool. Like I said, it's it's like a steampunk sci-fi game. Everybody's wearing like um, really interesting outfits. It's like gas masks and all sorts of shit. And you got like these like uh, MP40 style like uh, old machine guns. And like you're just running around in ships like fighting other people. And it looks really cool. And I really like the mechanic of like you actually get to fly your ship before you get to the raid. Um, which could definitely lead to some cool scenarios. But um it does not have good anti-cheat or maybe none at all. I remember one of the reviews was saying that it's a peer to peer client game. And so that allows people to get in or uh, cheat easier than if they had like their own servers, Mm. which is kind of crazy, but it's an indie game. So it makes more sense. All right. Um, and then the game I've been playing a shitload of lately, I won't talk about too much, but uh, I've been playing a lot of generation zero which is a game that came out to like mixed reviews. People were like, ah, eh, it's okay. Not a whole lot to do in it. And now I think they've oddly enough been supporting it for, for the years it's been out now and uh, have, have really brought it to a, a place where I think it's a really cool game. It's got some problems look over in a sec, but in case you don't know what generation zero is, it is a first person shooter. It's based in the eighties in Sweden, uh, a bunch of robot aliens uh, invade Sweden, you're on an island off of Sweden, so you're kind of like, you know, in this open sandbox area, you can't really escape the island. And you play as like these teenagers, and uh, pretty much everybody's been killed. You like run around the island, there's like dead people, there's cars on fire, there's, it looks like a war happened, there's like tanks on fire. It's like you wake up and it's like this. And the whole island is covered in uh, robots from like little dog-like robots that run around to uh you know bipedal mech style robots to these giant uh like tank style robots uh there's robots everywhere and they uh they have like weak points that you want to shoot because otherwise they just tank damage like a motherfucker but um 
uh, it can be really challenging early on because like they can kill you in like two shots, which is kind of crazy. The game kind of is on the threshold of being just like a run and gun shooter and almost a tactical survival game without having to like eat to you know stay alive. But uh, you know you do have to um, um, manage your resources, make sure. Um, you have, uh, you know, ammo and you run out of ammo really quick early on in the game. Um, it's got skill trees, a bunch of them. I think it's like two per section. So there's like survival tech assault and something else. And each one of those has two trees you can go down and, uh, yeah, they essentially just make you better. You're able to, uh, uh, run for longer, get your stamina back faster, do more damage, do more damage to weak spots, take more damage from people or less damage from people, stuff like that. And uh, it's four-player co-op, which has been really cool. I've been playing with Sarah and Josh. And, uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I remember when it first came out, there wasn't like a whole lot to do on the map outside of some side quests and some main missions. But since coming back, they've added um, um, base building, which is really interesting. And these bases you have to defend. Sometimes robots will attack them. You got to go defend them. Um, they've added more side quests to do, more just random things to do. They've uh, populated the map more uh, with uh, with buildings and, and loot and stuff like that. So it feels less barren. And um, even though they do kind of copy and paste building types, there is an attention to detail per area that really feels handmade. Like the building's the same, but the interiors are different. And the story that all the stuff in the area tells is really interesting. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, but uh, every time you walk into a new zone, it feels like a brand new area. So they did a really good job. And it's kind of weird because a lot of games where they kind of copy paste buildings and stuff like that, you know, you can tell and mm. yeah, they're going to look past it or, or you're not. And in this, it has that, but it also feels very hands-on as well in the map design. So I give them uh, credit for that. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of weapons, assault rifles, shotguns, uh, sniper rifles, missile launchers, grenade launchers. Um, it has a lot of cool utility items, like um, there's an emphasis on using flares. Uh, the robots are attracted to flares, so it's almost like Jurassic Park. You'll like pull a flare out and throw it, and the robots will target it. So in the middle of combat, when everybody's shooting and there's just like, you know, you know, shit's hitting the fan, like there's just flares getting thrown in the night and stuff like that, and it adds this, like, this crazy... Um, uh, feeling to the combat that you don't really get in a lot of games. There's also fireworks you can throw that don't do the same thing as the flares. It makes the robots have a hard time on targeting. So they'll still shoot at you, but they don't it's hit like you chaff. as often. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of neat. So, you know, there's flares, there's smoke bombs going off in the trees. There's fucking fireworks blowing up. You can drop a boom box and it starts playing music and they'll get attracted to that. And, uh, there's just a lot of like really interesting and neat things. There's also like traditional stuff like grenades, mines, stuff like that. But there's a lot of um, a lot of really cool ideas. You can even like put down like a um, a radio on the ground, and somebody can fast travel to that radio. So if you're not near like a safe house mm. and they don't want to run to you, you can kind of have a quick uh, strategy to get them over there. Um, yeah, I think I've almost got fifty something hours into it, so I've been playing quite a bit. I think I've only put like 30 recently into it. But um, yeah, I've been having a blast playing it. It's a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend it. But the one thing that's the flaw to this game that I that I got to bring up, I had this problem when I originally played it, and I had this problem playing it now. The game has like main missions that you have to pass to continue the game where 
progression will just stop. So like you're like halfway through the mission, they're like, oh, do this. And then you do that and nothing happens. And so a lot of times we had to fast travel across the map and it would let us fail. And then we fast travel back, try to do the mission again. We'd get a little further in the mission, but then it would stop. And we'd have to like fast travel and come back. And I think what's happening is uh, the way that they're conveying uh, system-wise uh, completion of the mission, or at least that section of the mission, is so. For instance, there's one uh, where you have to defend this thing called Ring Fort, and enemies are attacking from different sides of it. And I noticed every time we killed an enemy outside of the Ring Fort, and we killed everybody, it wouldn't continue. And then once I kind of thought about, it, I was like, just let them come in the Ring Fort. When they came in and we killed them all, it would go to the next part of the mission. Mm. And I was like, there must be like a circle around this ring fort, like an invisible one that's like telling the the system, the game itself, you know, oh, there was eight enemies you were supposed to kill. They all got killed. And like if one's out of the ring, it didn't count. So it's really, really stupid. Um, and not something anybody wants to deal with. So that was uh that was disappointing to deal with but we were able to get through it so there is a definitely a workaround but i was going online and looking it up too and a lot of people were not able to get past it so that's pretty detrimental because the game is actually a lot of fun and that's like game breaking so um it's really hard to um recommend this hard to people if it's got this kind of issues but if you can get past those i i think it's a really fun game um definitely underrated in my opinion it's a lot of fun so anyway uh long story short generation zero it's a fun cooperative shooter that uh can be pretty challenging early on and uh kind of walks a fine line between just a normal shooter and a survival shooter we got to uh you know save every last bullet until later when you get them a lot easier so um if that sounds interesting to you and you skipped over that back when it came out because you heard it was mediocre i would definitely recommend it at this point i've been enjoying it a lot so uh yeah but i've also like been in like a really uh bad like fps mood for a while now Uh, i played like the i was playing as onzo i was playing the modern warfare 2 beta um now I'm playing this. I want to play Marauder. So I just been really wanting to play a shooter. And this one's really been scratching that itch. So, but it's funny because I'm looking at this game and how when this game came out, it like got mediocre reviews. And then, um, yeah, I play, I liked it. I am now thinking back to, did you ever play, hear of Homefront? Uh, Way back in the day, it's an old game. Um, I probably have, but it's not coming to my mind right now. Anyway, there's a there's a second one they made called Homefront: The Re- Revolution. I can't talk. I fucking I'm tired of shit. Um, Homefront: The Revolution, which is the second game, and I heard it's pretty mediocre. And I looked it up recently. And a lot of people say it's still pretty mediocre, but it's also a four player uh, cooperative shooter. I'm thinking almost about picking that up once I'm done with uh, Generation Zero because uh, uh, that's another game that got kind of panned. So, but we'll see. We'll see. There's new FPSs coming out, so I should probably play those. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I've been playing. Anything else you've been playing? Anything else you want to bring up? All right. Well, uh, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? What games are you planning on playing? What games would you recommend us play? Um, I have a TikTok at the beginning of this taste cast that I asked you guys for a uh, scary game you'd recommend. So I'm still taking that as well. It's October, so I'm looking for spooky games to play. Uh, so definitely recommend recommend those to me. And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to games you've been playing. 
All right, so let's jump into the first video of this episode, and that is going to be, mm, we'll do Wild Hearts hands-on preview. Um, so last TastyCast, we reacted to the reveal of Wild Hearts, um, and in that time, there's already been like a seven-minute gameplay video that's come out. There's this preview we're going to watch coming out, or came out, and uh, we'll watch that, but it's really kind of crazy how quickly this game's being rolled out. Mm. We got it revealed, and then we're seeing gameplay, and I think it comes out soon. I, I don't remember the date, but I think it's coming out, I want to say this year or early next year. Um, but yeah, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is a Monster Hunter-style game, and uh, we did talk about it in the last taste cast. but this is a hands-on preview. They're going to talk about... Um, details of the game, give us some information, give us, give us some insight, hopefully talk about the boxes that we saw in the original um, trailer uh, that we both were uh, not super stoked about the way it looked. But uh, uh, for me, at least, looked promising that you even have uh, um, items like that. But uh, yeah, what uh, kind of um, what, what were some of your impressions of that game? So people don't necessarily have to go back and watch the whole thing. I mean, just the TLDR, I think it looks kind of neat, uh, but I didn't get to see enough to have a solid opinion, and the boxes were kind of silly to me, but I don't really know enough about it to have any hard opinions. Yeah, I pretty much feel the same. I uh, I welcome any any competition to Monster Hunter. I mean, it's obviously king of, of the genre created, but uh, I think it's healthy to have competition and have other games try out uh, taking their idea and, uh, you know, possibly bring something to the genre that Monster Hunter might not uh, offer. What we saw from this, I thought looked cool. I like the samurai aesthetic. I like the Japanese aesthetic. I thought monsters looked okay. I thought the boxes were weird, but I don't know anything about them. So, like, I'm not going to judge them too much. Um, I like what they do. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to watch this because I want to know information about it. We saw it visually and I was interested. So, uh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. So, yeah. Anything else? All right. So this is Wild Hearts hands-on preview uh, via IGN in uh, three, two, one, and go. After playing more than 10 hours of the early game of Wild Hearts, I can confidently say it's an exciting mashup of challenging monster hunting, crafting, beautiful semi-open world environments, and snappy building mechanics that make it stand on its own four legs. Interesting scene. Put like a harpoon into the, the entertaining hunt and craft hunt loop of Wild Hearts isn't unfamiliar to me, but the presentation and seamless storytelling were unexpected. Story quests are generally tracked on screen, much like in a standard action RPG, but you can take breaks to hunt specific monsters by starting optional quests from any campfire or the map. Completing these unlocks more optional quests, grants orbs to awaken new Karakuri, the building mechanics of Wild Hearts, and rewards those sweet, sweet mats to upgrade your equipment. It's an easy-to-understand, streamlined process, which is good or bad depending on your perspective. This might also change as the game progresses. I was only able to fight three of Wild Hearts' large beasts, called Kimono, and unlock four different upgrades after all. There are eight totally different weapon types to master, ranging in hmm. technical difficulty from very 
easy to grasp, like the katakari katana, to requiring both understanding and skill, like with the bow. There are short, optional tutorials with a mechanical bear, but they're Eight pretty bare bones. Lot, there was a bit of jank in the I build I played, start. but not learning bad. how to outmaneuver it is just kind of part of the genre at this point. I'd also like clipping. some of the feedback to be a bit more crunchy and obvious, but generally, Wild Hearts combat feels good and leads to plenty of hype moments. Wild Hearts is more than just swinging around flashing weapons, though. You can build stuff, the katakuri, on the fly. This building mechanic really sets Wild Hearts apart from anything else in the genre to my knowledge. No, Fortnite is not in this genre. With katakuri, I could do things like build crates in an instant to leap off of and deal devastating attacks, or build springs to dash away in place of a dodge, which was especially useful if my stamina was low. Building katakuri in certain ways creates new structures, like this bulwark. This large wall stopped the King Tusk in its tracks, if I built it correctly. Damn. I'll eventually develop the skill to do this under pressure, but yeah, the like loss of six plus Kedakuri at once with no payoff can be quite flip. a ruinous setback. See, building Kedakuri requires thread, which is usually overabundant, but it had run scarce in the area we fought in. You can climb any kimono and attack weak points to replenish these materials, but I frustratingly failed to reach the only remaining spots. Unable to build, avoiding the monstrous beast attacks became very difficult, especially with the katana's kit. I got knocked around an embarrassing amount before finally claiming victory. Despite the difficulty I described in this instance, I did only die one time, and I never failed a quest. I also can't help but blame my own inexperience with Wild Hearts at that point, and that frustrating near failure made figuring out what did work all the more rewarding. I slayed the King Tusk in much less than half the time with the parasol-like Wagasa, since I could rely on parrying instead of trying to iframe my way through a wall of fleshy vines. Outside of combat, you'll need to use Katakuri to get around. Luckily, the things you build stay in your world for good, at least until Kimono or you destroy it. Though I was able to explore almost oh, every nook and cranny of Wild Hearts' first of four hunting much, grounds, uh, Hanagasumi Hill, there's still more to do. Arizona. The gorgeous scenery is rewarding and fun to explore even without the many incentives like gathering crafting materials for meals and equipment. There's even a collectible in the form of 50 Tsukumo, little hunting companions that get stronger the more you find. I found more secrets too, but I won't show more than this. All in all, Wild mm. Hearts is promising. And I can't that reminds wait me to of the Kodama uh, and Neo. Japan-inspired yeah. environments and when they're at camp, it shows some of those things. Unreachable PC-only friends, since Wild Hearts will be fully cross-compatible between PC and next-gen consoles. For more on your Damn, favorite co-op action one, that's RPGs, the one thing don't miss our review Hunter, yeah. of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak and seven full minutes of Wild Hearts gameplay. And for everything else in the world of Do video games, stick with IGN. Let's check out. If we can even do it. Something I got to show. In case you're curious, this is uh, Wild Hearts 7 minutes of gameplay. Also VIG. That I know you're building these things and they're staying there makes, I mean, I don't think it makes them cool, yeah. like the design, but it makes more sense that when they mentioned uh, Fortnite, even though I don't think it is 
totally a parallel with Fortnite. Uh, you're building structures in a permanent way, which I think is interesting. Right. You could potentially set up traps that way too, which is kind of cool. So. because I think the game looks good in some ways and not good in some ways. Like that texture on that rock wall looks horrendous. Yeah. And the animations look good and then sometimes they don't. Interesting that there's a launcher. Yeah. Maybe we're supposed to go down. So that was uh, definitely all pre planned. Yeah. Maybe this is just a presentation and not like their gameplay. Funny how like exactly Monster Hunter it is like, but also different. Yeah, I mean that's not it's not like it's a very abundant category, so sure. I welcome people trying. I'm just not I'm not sold on the ideas, but I also like don't have a hard hard negative feelings either. I would say I'm hundred percent sold on playing this. I I'm definitely gonna pick this up. I don't know if I'm gonna love it. But, uh, cause, I mean, it looks fun. It looks like Monster Hunter, but, uh, just Yeah, that's huge. I, if anything, I hope that just, like, lights a fire under fucking Monster Hunter's ass, yeah. Because that's something everybody's just been wanting from Monster Hunter for, like, a while now. At least since World, and, uh, it hasn't happened yet. And these guys are just coming out the gate, like, yeah, we're gonna do that. It's like, okay, cool. Especially blows my mind with like rise because there's a so yeah. I would like to see well maybe these people are friends, I don't know. I'd like to see somebody who's like really familiar with the game play and kinda use those boxes in a way that felt less uh, clunky. Every time I see them doing these things, it just feels like they're just putting it there because they can. It's all pre-rendered too. It's all set up, so maybe, maybe this is how it plays. So we saw a katana, we saw a big bow, and we saw this umbrella. Wow. Any of those uh, seem interesting to you? 
Because that implies obviously the Megatron can't have the most people. I usually I don't like Grand Monster Hunt, so Yeah. Is that guy like Tonkos? I thought they were like daggers for a second, but then he's spinning them the way Tonkos would. But now it seems like it's a staff, so maybe it's a weapon that changes? Speaking of shooting fireworks, I remember that being a mine. Bomb. I think the world looks nice, but like it's not very detailed. All right, so we watched the preview. We watched the seven minutes of gameplay. What we think? Um, so I mean, the art direction is cool. I like the way the game, like you know, is presented in that way. Um, graphics are a little inconsistent, but those that's pretty easily looked over. Yeah, if I'm enjoying the game, I'm not going to care. Uh, yeah, combat looks smooth, which is good. Um, I don't know how it feels. Obviously, that's hard to tell until you're playing it. One thing that is satisfying um, to its competition in its competition in Monster Hunter is that hits like have weight to them. Mm -hmm. So there's this real good like impact feel every time you're you're playing those games. Visually, this looks like you're kind of just gliding around. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know how good that's going to feel, but it could it that doesn't necessarily mean it's not gonna be fun it's just not gonna be as like satisfying um you know another example that would be like near automata the combat's pretty like you know uh fast paced but there's not a lot of like impact stuff in that either so um and that's still totally you know a, a great game so that mm -hmm. again just observations here uh i'm still not really sold on the aesthetic of the box but again if it's fun that doesn't matter too much um i just you know i don't think it's very cool i think it's kind of dorky um visually but uh you know i feel like they just settled on that because it's easier to like put that into the game just have like you know like a um, swiss army knife <laughs> well that's just like the visual aesthetic of it yeah. but like i'm sure like programming wise there's just like okay this square is where your item will be launched from or where it'll be used at 
what do we put in that square rod? Just make it a box. Yeah. Everything can just come from that box. That that way we don't have to code a bunch of stuff for different shapes of things. They'll all just come from one box. Yeah. And uh, again, not a not a huge deal. Just like a visual nitpick to me. I think it's kind of um, cheesy looking. The rest of the game looks like visually great. So, mm-hmm. um, so far with the weapons we've seen, they all seem kind of interesting. Um, I tend not to play anything really ninja related in games. I'm not a, a big fan of, of that archetype. Um, so I'll probably Katana or Umbrella if out of what I've seen. Uh, you know, assuming I pick it up. And knowing that it's crossplay is is big. Huge, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was like the biggest like I'm already I'm already sold in the game. I'm definitely gonna pick it up. But if it wasn't completely sold on it and you know I'd heard that, that probably would have did it for me because that's uh that's pretty big. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much my impressions. Yeah. So you were talking about the weapons. I, uh, I pretty much thought they all looked cool except for the bow and arrow. I'm not really a ranged guy in monster hunter. So, um, it doesn't really appeal to me too much, but I do think it's cool that, you know, when you got a full party, you got four people, somebody's doing range stuff. Like if somebody's into that, somebody likes to stick and stay in the back. Um, you know, definitely helps. It's just damage. Um, but not really my play style. So that doesn't really do much for me, but the sword looks cool. Uh, the umbrella looks cool. I'm not quite sure what its stick is, why it's an umbrella, but you know, the aesthetic's cool. Um, I did like the ninja thing. Um, I don't exactly know what the weapon was, but it seemed like it does some cool stuff. So I kind of like that. I'm curious if the other weapons are going to be as like, um, uh, transformative. Yeah. Transformative modular as the shinobi style weapon because it seemed like he had some tonfas, a dagger, dual wielding staff type thing. Um, we did see just now and in the trailer though, too, that the katana turns into a whip chain whip. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, definitely like Ivy and, uh, and soul caliber. So, um, that's appealing to me. Uh, so yeah, they, they are definitely taking a note from monster hunter in that sense of having weapons that, uh, you know, have multiple ways to use them. Um, which is pretty cool. Monster designs. Okay. Not super in love with it. And I think they, I mean, I guess I'm spoiled and really shouldn't be comparing it constantly to monster hunter, even though it's obviously inspired by it and that's putting it lightly. Um, but, uh, you know, you're going to hit them, you're going to kill them. So that's all that really matters. But, um, yeah, I'm not super in love with the way they look. Characters look awesome, though. Weapons look cool. Uh, environments look cool. A little plain in some places, but still cool looking. The box, I agree with you. I don't think it visually is that great. But I do like the utility purpose of it. I do like the wall. I like that if you get the timing down, you can, like, deflect the monster. I like the helicopter. Um, the launchers are interesting. If you get those set up, you can, like, fly around the arena. Um a lot of really cool things you're going to be able to do with that. So, you know, I'm not going to focus too much about how it looks, but what it does. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like that. Um, we're seeing multiplayer, which I like. I mean, a game like this, I'm going to want to play with people. And uh, I will be curious to see uh, what upgrades in this game are going to look like. What kind of weapons you're going to be able to craft. What kind of armors you're going to be able to craft uh, from, you know, the monsters that you kill. Um, we haven't really got a good view on that yet, but they are ruling out a lot of stuff on this game pretty quick. So maybe next week we'll see something on that. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I'm definitely sold on this. Uh, you know, I keep comparing it to Monster Hunter. It's not as good looking as that, but uh, it does look like a good alternative. It looks like something that if you've already done everything you can do in Monster Hunter, this would not be a bad option to uh, play um, while you wait for the next Monster Hunter game to come out. Definitely looks like a better effort than Dauntless, but Dauntless is a uh, smaller dev and uh, free-to-play. So 
uh, give them uh, a break, I guess. But uh, yeah, this definitely looks like uh, the best um, Monster Hunter influence game I've seen so far, and I definitely want to play it. So yeah, uh, what else? Did I miss anything? It's interesting that the things you build stick around on the map. Mm. That's very interesting. I wasn't expecting that. I figured these were just going to be like one-off, use it, lose it type uh, type abilities, but that you'll be able to set something up and then it'll be there later is um, very interesting. So I'm curious about how many things you'll be able to put down at once, considering there could be up to, I assume, three at the... We already know that, but you know, up to four people playing. Um, how many items can be left on the map? Don't know. So, But yeah, stoked to play this, I think. I think I am. Um, also, one thing I wanted to mention, too, even though I'm, I'm still kind of thinking out the thought, uh, Monster Hunter has been around for a long time since PS2, and they've had time to kind of build up to where they're at. So it's, sure. I want to be objective uh, about you know comparing the two games because this game is the first in this series, even though the people that worked on this worked on um, Tokaiden. So they do have some experience making games like this. Um, True. But you got to let this game kind of evolve into its own thing as well. So... I'm trying to be open-minded about that as well. And I think I am. I, I'm going to pick it up. Um, but then again, also, Monster Hunter has been out for so long that the uh, blueprint has been available for a lot of people for a long time as well. So they've done the hard work. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there. Anything else? Um, no, not really. I uh, I think it's an interesting collaboration as well, being uh, Koei, Tecmo, and uh, EA. EA. It's a weird It's combo. fucking weird, yeah. But... Uh, We'll see how it goes. I, uh, I mean, I hope it's fun. I'd love to play it if it's a you know. I'd love to play these type of games. So yeah, um, I'd hate for it to be bad. That would be a bummer. I, you know, if it's okay, that's cool. If it's great, that'd be even better. But like, if it comes out, it's not good. It's gonna feel like extra disappointing because like there's not a lot of games in this genre. So it comes out, it's bad. You're like, ah, that sucks for sure. But from what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like it's gonna be bad. So we'll see. I'm still very curious about the crafting though. Yeah, so uh, unless you got anything else to say, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Wild Hearts. What did you think of the preview? What did you think of the seven minutes of gameplay? Are you sold or not sold? What do you think about that crossplay? Would you like to see that in Monster Hunter? What weapon stood out to you? What did you think about the monster? What do you think about the box and being able to leave those all over the place? And is there anything about this game that's really calling out to you? Or are you uh, not interested in it at all? You're a Monster Hunter fan or maybe you don't like this genre at all. Um, but yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to Wild Hearts. Next video we got is some Starfield uh, talk with uh, Todd Howard. Recently, they did a Q&A with Todd Howard about Starfield, and uh, this is called Constellation Questions. It's only around five minutes long, but uh, he essentially talks about gameplay mechanics of Starfield, which uh, is something that I think a lot of people have been curious about. I have watched this video. Have you? No. So I figured it'd be something interesting to talk about um, at the very least because um, me and you have been very vocal about our thoughts on Bethesda and kind of the... Um, the same old, same old that they produce over time. Um, we've both kind of fallen out with what Bethesda produces, although I've been very vocal about my love for old Bethesda and respect for a lot of the things they've done. Um, but after seeing the reveal of Starfield, I feel like me and you weren't like ready to jump on board instantly. I don't want to talk for you, but we did go from like, eh, it's just another Bethesda game to seeing and going like, well, the ship building's pretty cool looking. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, um, 
and, I'm, and obviously I, I don't know enough about this particular game, but I, uh, I struggle with most Western RPGs to begin with. And then Bethesda's formula has been, um, stale for formulaic. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, like Morrowind's still my favorite Elder Scrolls game. So, uh, and that's a pretty old game. Um, you know, I liked Oblivion. Um, I liked Skyrim enough. Um, Fall Three was awesome. So that's pretty much where I'm at with this game. I am seeing a lot of the DNA of their last games. Not surprising at all. I expected that, but we're seeing a couple new things as well. So um, it does have my interest peaked to go. Oh, okay, you guys are doing some things different. I really hope that they make gun bullet impacts feel better because it looks not great when you shoot people. They just kind of stand there and look at you, and then you sh- like you know unload on them. Their health bar goes down, and then their body slumps over, and it's like that could be better. But uh, ship flying and um, customization, mm. I think, is like one of the things I saw in the trailer, and I went like, "That's cool." Um, also, the promise of a Bethesda open world RPG experience in space. There's not a lot of games like that. So that's another thing that's kind of piqued my interest, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, we'll watch this. We'll get the info and then we'll discuss what he reveals. Okay. Uh, this is constellation questions, talking starfield, Todd Howard in three, two, one and go. Hi, I'm Jess Finster, Community Director, and I'm here visiting Bethesda Game Studios where the team is hard at work on Starfield. I just want to say how grateful we all are for all of the feedback, support, and questions that you have been sharing with us on Reddit, Discord, Twitter. So we wanted to take a moment to answer some of those questions in our new series. So let's get started. I do like the art style of this game, though. First, the thing that we want to know is, what inspired Starfield? Oh, you know, so many things. Um, I think the main ones that... I'm going to go back, like, in time here. Um, Sundog is a big one. Amazing game, kind of like the science fiction game when Ultimas were out. It also had this parcelless interface, kind of one of the first games where you're moving objects around and putting them together. But great game where you had your own ship and you could explore around uh, that I loved. Another one, this is a kind of pen and paper uh, role-playing game at the time where, you know, D&D was getting popular, is this game Traveler. Traveler was a little more hard science fiction. Other thing there, it's one of the first games I programmed on the Apple II at the time. I really wanted to make a Traveler game. It was also my first time realizing that computers had memory that you could run out of. (laughs) I can already see the comments, people saying, you've been running computers out of memory for 40 years now. But that's an easy comment, everybody. You can do better. Um, But but those are the big ones, hearkening back to those those old role-playing games that we loved. And hey, can we pull off something like this with today's computers and consoles, et cetera? You mentioned uh, hard space or hard sci-fi, and I know that that's one of the things that's been hotly debated in the community. Is Starfield considered a hard sci-fi? I never quite know, like, because that's always like, what do they think it is if you say yes mean? or no? I think it is more hard to us, hard, You're hard science fiction, in where space. you can draw that line from, okay, here's what, here's how man explored space, and you can like even look at our ships and say, all right, that has some you know visual identity back to that. But it's a trap question because it's a video game, right? Like a hard science fiction video game, 
would be you die in space cold. And a good example, we were really into fuel and how the gravity drive works, and like uh, I'm reading papers on like quantum physics and you know bending space in front of you. You don't actually warp; you bend the space, you bring the space towards you. And so what we were playing that, and it became like very punitive to the player. Your ship would run out of fuel, and the game would just stop. You just want to get back to what you're doing. Really so dangerous when Rob fucking the fuel in didn't your ship come get me. The grav drive like limits how far you could go at once, but it doesn't run out of fuel. Maybe <laughs> there will be an update or a mod that allows that. But that's, that's why I said hardcore. Constellation yeah. members are excited about the character customization and the traits in the game. Okay, Can so there's no fuel in the game. They practiced. They fucked around with it. Didn't traits. work. I love our trait list. It's super fun. They're gonna have uh, like a. But each one obviously comes with some sort of negative as well. And we have a way in the game, kind of an activity your quest space. you can do to remove that trait as opposed to don't like my character I want to start over each of them are something like that you can solve that removes the entire trait for the rest of your playthrough the last question we have speech checks and dialogue that reflect your character build do you want to expand upon that at all? yeah look we've done a lot of different dialogue systems we've gone back to kind of a I'll call it like a classic Bethesda style dialogue with you're looking at the character and how they emote you have a, a series of choices there the, the scope of the game the amount of content we're making is a bit more than we've done before in terms of quests and things like that but the depth in some of this stuff with the dialogue we just passed 250,000 lines and so that's a lot of dialogue but that we've gone through it and the impact is really there and that includes my favorite speech persuasion system you're not talking us out of this score it feels like it's part of the dialogue but you're spending points to persuade them. You're willing to give up the ship? Just like that? It feels natural, not like I've entered some other mode where we're not, I'm not doing regular dialogue. It's just I'm in this mode of persuading you uh, to get what I want. Having a way with words might prove useful. That's it. That's all the questions that I have for today. Yeah, this has been great. Like you know, everybody out there, you know, keep it coming. We do really power, read it all. Kind of like and also we look forward like to showing you more of the game in the future as well. Thanks What's everyone for tuning in. That's all we have for today. But don't forget, you can submit your questions at the hashtag below. See you later. Here's my question. Can you play Skyrim in this game? Probably. Um, okay, so uh, no fuel in the game. You can't get stranded in space. You have a regenerative uh, grav engine thing. I forgot what they called it. Um, the traits that you pick in your uh, build from the beginning of the game, you can do quests later to get rid of your traits because they said there's pros and cons to each trait. So if something's not working out for your build, they're trying to make sure that you uh, don't have to go recreate your character. You can just go, I don't want this trait anymore. You can go pursue a mission that will get rid of that. Um, there's a persuasion mode in uh, dialogue that is point-based. I assume, depending on your build, you'll get more points for persuasion. Um, so that kind of makes it a mini game, even though when he's talking about it, he says they got it smoothed out. So it's not a mode, but then he says, so it doesn't feel like you're just switching to a mode, but then he says it's a mode of persuasion to get what you want. So it's really weird wording. And then, um, oh God, what was the last thing they said? I fucking forgot it. Anyway, uh, what do we think? Um, I, don't, I, I honestly don't have. Uh, a lot to say about it. The communication system looks interesting. I like the the point based thing. It makes you kind of think about, you know, what you want to say a little more. I think maybe. Um, I also feel like it's gonna be 
I, I like it because it feels like a hard RPG in that sense. It feels like a game. But also it feels like, and I'm not saying this in an insulting way, it feels like casual friendly because it's pretty straightforward. If you got like six points in persuasion and one of the most beneficial things you can get costs like five persuasion or maybe you only have four and you can't do that, it's, it's you're exchanging currency at that point yeah. depending on your build. So um, I think that'll be a satisfying feeling. Uh, if you're making a persuasion build, um, but also like super simple to just get for most people. Cause sometimes, you know, in RPG, some people can be like, I don't understand what the fuck the system is. So, um, I think it's, it's kind of smart. Um, and, uh, I haven't played new Vegas in a long time, but a lot of people are saying it's similar to new Vegas's, uh, dialogue system. So, but I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't either. Um, I haven't played that since it came out. Yeah. I mean, other than that, uh, we think about the fuel. Would you prefer actual fuel in the game, or do you like that they're trying to avoid uh, pausing uh, your progression in the game? I am that? completely indifferent. Yeah. So. Well, I figure if they put fuel in the game, I would hope there'd be a system where, um, I mean, at worst, you could just die and respawn, but uh, that would be annoying. And, uh, you know, possibly you could just call. There could be a system in the game where somebody comes, flies you out, gets the or gives you the fuel, but... Again, that would be pausing the the feeling of the game. So I kind of get where they're going with it. I get why they're doing it, especially for the audience they're trying to go after. Now that Bethesda is trying to make sure their games are attractive to everybody, right? Um, they don't really want to make like super deep RPGs anymore. But um, even though this is sounding uh, kind of deep, it has a lot of uh, like pen and paper ideas in there. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, you know, obviously, I have no idea how they play out yet. But uh, they're definitely putting a lot of those types of systems, especially with like the, the perks having positives and negatives. So, which on paper I like, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I also like in games when, uh, when you're picking traits and they do have pros and cons, cause you have to kind of think about your build. And I like having negative, uh, aspects to your build because it makes your character seem, I mean, it kind of takes you back to the original fallout and fallout Two, Um, having these perks where like, you know, you're super strong, but you're stupid or something like that. Um, you can't communicate with people very well. So, um, yeah, I like that. But it's interesting that they thought about getting rid of your traits by doing quests. I don't know what those quests will be, but I think it's it's kind of an interesting thing. What do you think about that? I, I Unless I get my hands on it, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, yeah. I assume because of the Bethesda game, there's going to be, you know, way out of everything. So, because... True. Um I can't remember the last time they made something with punishing choices. So. so would you prefer them not allow you to get rid of traits then? I, I don't care because, again, I don't think the game's really um, being designed like for me. And, and I'm no. not saying that because it's Bethesda as much as I don't really play these type of games that much. I don't play Western RPGs. So yeah, um, it's hard for me to have a strong opinion. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's an interesting idea, but without seeing it in practice, I can't have a strong opinion on it either. Um, I do like the idea of like being stuck to your build. Um, obviously, a respec would be nice. Like I wouldn't mind that. But with traits, it's kind of a hard thing to respec because that's how your character was built from the beginning. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I feel with that. The fuel thing, I can go either way as well. Um, but I get where they're going with it. Um, the persuasion system, I think, is interesting. 
again, I got to see how that plays out, but um, I think overall it'll be good for them. And then the thing I forgot to mention when I was kind of going through and reviewing what they talked about is the uh, 250,000 lines of dialogue they put in the game, which is like more than double of what they put in Fallout 4. Which is not surprising because Fallout 4 kind of felt rushed, but um, you know even Skyrim, um, way more than both those games. So um, that's impressive in itself, but in a game that's going to have true choice, I mean, because the games have that, um, you can typically go a lot of different routes uh, you know, in dialogue um, and have different results. Um, with them doubling, uh, at the least... Uh, their dialogue, I feel like that's going to offer a lot of choices, and that's something I actually, honestly, it's like one of the most exciting things I heard in this whole video is that they're putting that much dialogue in the game because it's going to add to immersion, it's going to add to lore and storytelling, and it's going to add to more choices in the game. So that's really exciting um, for any RPG. So really cool to hear. Um, And then just one quick criticism. I don't like the way they did this video. I think Todd Howard... um, is uh, and barely uh, a better presenter at events than a uh, trying to act casual guy in a video. Uh, the way he conveyed info was um, all over the place. It would have been nice to just have a video where like, in Starfield, there will be a persuasion system, and then they just kind of show it happening. And then like also, you know, we, we opt or we played around with the idea of fuel, but we opted out of that to blah, 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 blah. We got the info, but it just seemed like a weird format to do it. Also, another nitpick. This is just me, though. Whatever the fuck they're doing with that camera over her shoulder is weird. Because the background, him and her, they're all moving, like, independently. I don't I don't understand what's happening, the way that guy's moving that camera. But that's just a slight observation. Ship movement looks cool, though. That doesn't even look like a Bethesda game. So, really excited about that. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Uh, anything else? All right. Let us know in the comments what you guys think of Constellation Questions. Talking Starfield with Todd Howard. What was the most exciting thing you heard? What was the least exciting thing you heard? If you didn't like any of it, let me know. If you're stoked about all of it, let me know. Are you anticipating Starfield? Are you um, hoping for the best? Are you thinking it's probably going to be shit? Um And yeah, anything that he said was really exciting for you. What do you think about the persuasion system? What do you think about that fuel system? All that stuff. Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right. Uh, We're going to return to reading you guys' comments. So uh, if you want your comment to be read for sure, type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment, and we will make an effort to read it uh, first. Um, If you don't, we will read at random. All right, so we got a comment I'm gonna read from our review of The Last of Us Part Two, which was our game of the month of last month. So make sure to go check that out if you wanna see our review of The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, and I asked you guys to keep spoilers to a minimum or uh, type in that there is spoilers in comments. Thank you guys for um, doing that because I really appreciate it. All right, we got a comment from Stick that says, my last minute submission didn't get through, haha, but I have had a game pick that showed up. Um, I even said I wouldn't do another visual novel, but funny enough, Neon White has a visual novel novel aspect to it, but the actual gameplay is the highlight. It scratches a similar itch to Hotline Miami in terms of perfecting each level and speed running. Plus the soundtrack is excellent. I feel Seth would enjoy that aspect of it. Uh, yeah, I got to play it, and um, if it does have a good soundtrack, I would definitely um, uh, appreciate that because I'm always keeping track of that audio all right continuing um and i do 
uh, hope to play it soon because that was a game I thought looked pretty interesting. Have you you played it a little bit? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, um, I I need to revisit it because uh, I I played for like a day and then my ability to play video games has gone way down over time. Um, All that anime, dude. Uh, I I like the format of the game so far. Um, I think the um, puzzle platforming as much as I'm not a huge on platforming uh, does feel good. They are very clever with having uh, your weapons also be your movement mechanics. And so you have to choose whether you want to shoot or move a certain way uh, and they're limited use. So it is, that's the puzzle aspect of it. Uh, and then the is very dialogue heavy. Uh, the voice actors aren't horrible, but they're, um, they're not, like big Not budget either. Yeah. So um, I, it doesn't bother me much, but when I was playing, I was like, Oh, there's going to be people who might not like that. So um, that's fair, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad. So, hmm. um, and yeah, uh, I think it's fun. I want to play more, but I need to find time. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Definitely want to check it out though. And uh, again, thank you for voting. Um, really appreciate it. All right, continuing your comment, you say, uh, as for The Last of Us Part Two, I had a decent time with it. I am not one to love the current style of Naughty Dog games, especially when it comes to gameplay. Uh, they have this stiffness to them that I just don't like too much. Fortunately for Part Two and all of the accessibility features and difficulty adjustments, I was able to turn it into a badass action game since I don't enjoy the stealth that much. Fair enough. They give you the option to do that. So, um, continuing, it says it made Ellie and Abby feel like unlikable or unkillable gods. And with the brutality of the game, it was a lot of fun. I know people talked about how bad they feel when characters shout out each other's names when they die, but it didn't bother me that much. I still could tell it was a game. Don't know what that says about me though. Ha ha as well, uh, made, uh, or, as well made as the game is, I didn't get super into it. If I had give it uh, my personal score, it would be around a B for me. Since I couldn't finish the first one, uh, a lot of the story moments didn't hit as hard as they could have. And I felt the final part dragged on for a bit with that random antagonist group, which uh, we will not expand upon. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I can't talk much about this as we said in the last or in this review. Uh, you have not finished it, but I have. Um, and uh, I just kind of wanted to read this because I think it's a, it's, it's a good breakdown of uh, things you liked and didn't like about the game. It's, uh, it's a good critique. Um, I don't agree with the stiffness thing, but I would be curious to know uh, what you are uh, referring to in stiffness. Are you talking about like the movement or the combat? I know the first last of us, a lot of people criticized because I thought the gameplay was kind of stiff. So maybe that is um, what you're talking about, but I'm also coming from the first game into the second game and going like, Oh, it's got so much better. So um, maybe I'm just like looking at it um, and going like, Oh, it's better. So it's not stiff, but uh, definitely curious for you to expand on that. Um, as for the accessibility stuff, that's interesting because I didn't even touch that, but it's kind of cool that you're able to um, adjust the game in a way to make it more fun for you. I mean, that's kind of what they're what they're doing with uh, all these options, and uh, I'm glad it benefited you because it allowed you to play through the game and enjoy it in some way. So um, that's really cool. Uh, B is a good grade, especially since you said you didn't finish the first game coming into it 
from that angle. Um, it's pretty high grade. And uh, Alicia liked it. And then I kind of agree about the end. I do feel like I feel like the game itself kind of drags on. I feel like it's a pretty. Uh, I'm okay with it because like the content's good, but the game it does feel bloated. I feel like you could shave like five hours off of it easily. Oh my, okay. But uh, well, just how much do you want to enjoy every little aspect right, of every right, little right. piece? The first playthrough I think is like good to do that, but um. There was parts playing through it a second time where I was like, oh, I'm just going to skip this part because mm. it's, a, it's a long, it's like 26 hours um, and uh, it can feel a little long and the end does start to drag a bit. But uh, gotcha. I really liked the ending, um, but uh, it, it does feel long for sure. The whole, I'm not going to get into it, but, um, <laughs> and then the one thing I want to touch on as well is um, the not feeling bad about characters when they shout each other's names. I didn't feel bad about it either. I just think it's, it adds to the um, the gritty nature of the game. The biggest reason I even talk about that point is that they even tried. Mm. I really like that. I like that they... I mean, I don't know a whole lot of games that have attempted to humanize NPCs the issue. Um, especially the company that, uh, you know, it's the they have the meme of... Uh, you know, Nathan Drake has killed how many people? Yeah. Um, I think it's weird that people always bring that up because that's like every shooter ever. But um, I guess maybe because Nathan Drake's a likable character. You're like, why is he killing so many people? You just root for um, him, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that same company that's just like, this dude just mows through people all day uh, trying to make an effort to uh, make the NPCs feel like they have been like living lives and they know each other. Um, I think it's a really cool effort. And even though they didn't, you know, make it so I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I killed Ted. Um, it's cool. I think it's really cool. So, um, but yeah, I see where you're coming from for sure. It uh, it doesn't necessarily hit exactly how you want. I'm still just blowing people away and having fun with the gameplay. But, um, yeah, I think it's a cool effort. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to any of this, even though some yeah, of it? The only part I can talk about is the one you just did, um, which is the, you know, how you feel about it type of deal. Um I'm sure this is probably similar for both of us, but getting um, that immersed into something is almost impossible. Um, there are moments, but for the most part, uh, I, there's never a moment where I'm not like, uh, n- n- how do I word this? I, I, I always realize it's, it's fake. Mm-hmm. And so it can't emotionally really affect me too much. Um, Cause it's just, you know, code and colors on the screen, basically. So um, that doesn't make it any less fun necessarily. Um, and I can um, appreciate the details 100%. I actually find that kind of stuff fascinating mm-hmm. that they put that kind of work into to a game um, because, like, who the hell's doing it? You know what I mean? Um, but I never feel bad because they're not real. And that's just pretty much how what it comes down to. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's everything I have to say on this. Anything else? Um, so thank you for the comment. Thank you for the breakdown. I really enjoyed reading your critique of the last of us part two. Um, if you get a chance, beat the first one. If you beat this one, <laughs> cause uh, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little shorter and I think it's a better game story wise. So um, I think I've heard that from pretty much everyone. Oh, it's had people who are just like, we're trying to make a statement out of yeah. the second game. I mean, I, I've talked to people who think the last of us part two is better. Um, I think last of us part two is better in every way, except for the story. Um, yeah, I don't mean in gameplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but I also really like The Last of Us Part Two. But uh, but anyway, uh, definitely check it out. It's got a better story, and it's not as long. Um, but it is a little more stiff than this one. So if you thought this was stiff, that one's gonna feel definitely stiff. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks for the comment. Moving on, we got uh, our original Wild Hearts um, uh, reaction, mm. and uh, we talked about. Well, I talked about the Modern Warfare Two beta, but we're <laughs> closing in on the actual game, so let's not even worry about the beta anymore. And we got a couple comments I want to read. So the first one we got is from Ego Border, that said, uh, "I just can't go back to COD. Last one I finished was Black Ops Two. That was a while ago. Last one I tried was the new Modern Warfare, but aside from looking nice, it still felt very much like a COD game, which I guess just isn't for me anymore. Edit, the finals looked really cool. I agree. I think the finals looks awesome as well. Um, I hope it's good. I, I have a feeling it could be bad. I don't know. Um, just because, you know, this... Uh, this dev is unproven at this point, even though they got a lot of people from, uh, you know, DICE originally. Um, it's probably going to be free to play. I don't know what they're going to do with that. And uh, I feel like they're going to be targeting possibly the Fortnite crowd. So uh, I'm hoping for the best. But, you know, visually, what we saw looks awesome. Really excited to try it out. Uh, as for COD, I mean, COD is, uh, is COD. And uh, you either like it or you don't. Or uh, you are somebody who used to play and doesn't. Um, with Modern Warfare 2, though, over on my TikTok, uh, which is linked down below if you guys want to check that out. Um, I had a lot of people tell me that they left COD a long time ago, and Modern Warfare 2 has brought them back. So that was very interesting to see. Um, but I get it. I get it. COD has totally left what it used to be. So um, if you are a fan of the older ones or even played the older ones, um, you would have had to have evolved with this or just not been into it but uh black ops 2 was good i really liked black ops 2 black ops 1 was good um i liked modern warfare 2019 but uh, if you weren't really into it too much i could see why you wouldn't be into this one so um yeah anything you want to add to that i don't think i could no you're not you're not super excited for modern warfare 2 no all right well thank you for the comment ego border and let's see we got another one from uh jeremy melendez saying the potential problems i can see where's the fucking comment okay there we you go. closed it yeah <laughs> i thought it was already closed um the potential problems i can see uh just from the first trailer is monsters are uninspired just large animals the names of the monsters are kind of lame so far they all sound like something i'd come up with in elementary uh such as death stalker king tusk Lava back, you know, now that you're mentioning it, that does sound pretty basic, and Earthbreaker. They're also going to have to launch with a decent number and variety. I agree. Uh, the weapons are okay, and the only, and they only showed three so far, but I need something more creative like the Switch Axe, Charge Blade, Insect Glaive. Like you both said, I just need to see straight combat for at least five minutes straight, uninterrupted. Question to you, if you watch this, what did you think of the seven minutes of gameplay? Um... Continuing, I do like the setting, the box, and the fact that it's going to be crossplay, something Capcom refuses to implement. I agree with you on all that, except for the box. It's kind of weird. I like what the box does. The box itself, visually, is like whatever. But I'm starting to just like lose energy on even talking about that topic. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, and I agree with everything you're saying, so maybe I'm the exact same way. You sound like a Monster Hunter fan. Uh, because, uh, you're talking about like the weapons, you're like, eh, they're okay. And then you're like bringing up like monster hunter weapons, not even like other game weapons, but like strip, like I want this to be creative, like monster hunter. Cause you're like switch X, charge blade, all that stuff, insect glaive, 
which as an insect glaive main, I'm with you. I love that weapon. I, I will say in the video we watched today, though, they did show the weapons do multiple things, which yeah. they did not show prior. So yeah, give us an update. Where are you at yeah. when it comes to all this? Because I'm feeling what you're saying here, but at the same time, in the time that we watched it then and now, we have a little bit more info. Yeah. Um, you do bring up a good point with the names of the monsters. I do think they are uninspired um, as well. But if you're selling a game and you look at the plethora of all the names for Monster Hunter, um, they can maybe be hard to remember for like new players. And so maybe their thought process is like, give them simple names like Earthbreaker. No one's going to forget Earthbreaker. No one's going to forget Lava Back. I might, but yeah. Sure. But um, <laughs> but like King Tusk, I'm never going to forget that. I saw it in that trailer. I'm like, he's King Tusk? That's such a like a basic name, but it just like works. Like you're not going to forget like, oh, that's of course King Tusk. You're not going to get that confused with anyone else. So they're probably going for simplicity so it's easier to identify these monsters. But I do agree they leave something to be desired. None of these names really like go like, Oh shit, that's blah, blah, blah. You're just like, Oh, it's, it's earth breaker. Oh no, he's going to break the earth. So, uh, as for the decent number and variety, well, in the video, they said there's eight weapons. So that's not a shitload, but it's not a little bit either. It's not like there's only like four weapons. So it's a decent amount. And that kind of tells me that I feel like they're not going to have a lot of monsters in the game either. Um, Dauntless launched with like eight or something. Like they didn't have yeah, a whole I mean, lot. It's of... a complete game now, but for yeah, sure, for sure, they kept ad- adding them. But like I'm just saying, as a brand new game, I don't expect a lot. And if they do have a lot, awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So uh, let's see. Do, 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 do names. I agree. Uh, number. I agree. They should. I hope they have a lot. Weapons. I also think are okay, but I think they're. Some of them are pretty cool. I do like the katana chain sword. I think it's a neat idea. Um, and yeah, I pretty much agree with most things you're saying. Anything you want to add to that? I kind of did while you were going, so. Yeah. All right, well, Jeremy, update us on where you're at with this new info and new gameplay. And thank you for your comment. And thank you, everybody, for your comments. Uh, and again, type in hashtag AskTLG in your comment if you want it to be read. Uh, you know, otherwise, I'm going to pick at random. So if you didn't get picked, hashtag AskTLG. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 174. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Uh, check out our socials and streams. Links down below. Uh, check out my TikTok link down below. Check out our Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing if you're brand new. I've been Seth. Thank you, Sherry, for joining me. And thank you, you guys, for joining me. Until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.